Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Are you kidding me, Twool? Tom Brady already signed the deal to be an announcer after football is done on the heels of our conversation yesterday. What is Tom Brady doing? What is he thinking? Must have been listening to the show. Oh, my gosh. It's a gold mine for Tom Brady, though. How about the dollars attached to this thing? This is crazy. Talk about life after football. Well, I guess Tom has had, like, 10 years to think about life after football, hasn't he? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he retired, basically, this year. And uh, he's probably had to plan his exit strategy to some point. Wow. I mean, it's absolutely nuts at that deal for Tom Brady. I can't get over it. I just find it fascinating that we were just talking about this yesterday on the show. You can always go back and listen. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 Podcast. It's in the 5 o'clock hour. We spent 20 minutes on it. It started like a two-minute conversation. We spent 20 minutes talking about athletes in the media. And, I mean, what a game-changer the networks have made this for these guys. Tony Romo really set this, probably set the bar. I mean, he's very good, and now he's making some crazy amount of money, and now, for some reason, Troy Aikman's making that kind of money. I mean, I don't think Troy, I get the Hall of Fame career. I get he's part of it with Buck. I, I like that they're going to try to beef up Monday Night Football. Um, so that's fine. Like, I don't not like Troy Aikman, but he's not even I mean, he's not one of my favorites to listen to, I can tell you that. And then for the amount of money he's making, what's his deal, Case? You see something like $90 million, I think it is, for, for Troy Aikman? I mean, yeah. silly kind of money in this business. Like, I always thought when I watched a Today Show when I was a kid and, like, Matt Lauer and Katie Couric and those people were making just insane amount of money. I was like, really? They make that kind of money? And now to see these guys making the money they make, I mean, it's unbelievable. How stunning is this to, to hear Tom Brady already announce? Like, I thought it was a joke at first. Like, I think it was real. And then we'll get to the terms in a bit, but are you surprised that he's going to go right from the football field to the booth after all this time in the NFL and around the game? Sort of, yeah. You know, I am surprised, but isn't this what Drew Brees did? Isn't this the exact same thing? Like, the year before he retired, we knew Drew Brees was going to NBC. Yeah, he kind of did. You're right. He had that plan. Uh, and I, I guess, like, I, I, Drew Brees, I'd love to, I wonder how it's going for him. Like, Drew Brees, to me, I, I, I get it. You're right. He's on NBC. He's a little bit irrelevant in the broadcast world. And I don't know if he definitely wasn't making this kind of money. Now, he doesn't have the Brady name. But I don't know how much Brees was getting paid. Maybe he's getting paid over $10 million to do that for NBC. Right. I yeah. mean, you got to figure, if I'm Drew Brees' agent, I'm going back to the well on that. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think in terms of the question, like, am I surprised? Kind of, because at some point I thought Tom was going to have to spend time with his family. But I understand that the broadcasting is less than football, obviously, but still going to be a couple days on the road. But I am surprised that it, it happened so quick. Good for him, you know. Um, not that Tom probably needs the money, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm kind of wondering like we've seen the personality from Tom but like how good is he going to be like I understand he knows football extremely well but like do you think he'll be good in that scenario in that situation yeah I um I, I was thinking about that just a little bit I hadn't really thought about it too much I I thought more about what if he's bad can do they have an out on the contract true <laughs> I mean, uh yeah I think he'll be pretty good I, I think he's shown on Twitter I think we've seen him enough in 
in like the man in the arena stuff and and the understanding of telling stories and he obviously got an understanding of football and uh, I think he's a student of the game so actually I think he'll be pretty good I don't know if he'll have the wit and energy of say a Romo but Romo needs to have that because quite frankly he wasn't as good at the QB position sure yeah so I think just being unbelievable at the QB position is probably good enough. I mean, what a coup for, for Fox. I mean, that's an unbelievable get at, at the same time. I've got so many thoughts on this, and I, I just tweeted, I'm stunned by it. Like, I really am stunned. If you had given me odds in Vegas that after football, whenever that is, this year, next year, whatever, that Tom Brady was going to the booth, I would have been, I don't think so, man. I would have counted against it. I would yeah. have probably said three or four other things. I could see him owning like an English Premier League team before True. doing this. Agreed. Like he, he likes some of that culture and, and different sport and maybe even the F1 stuff he was down at. Like I, I could see him doing that more than I could see him being in the booth. And we asked this question about Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. When, when Peyton came out, you're like, Peyton would be awesome, right? Well, now you got the Manning cast, which has actually set a new trend, which is more information on that today in the golf world. Uh, I mean, how about all the news uh, around broadcasting? What was going on around here? Um, but Manning, we said, is he too big for that, right? Is he's a commercial guy. He's... Is he better off like doing what John Elway did and running an organization? I mean, people have linked him to try to – can he come in here and be the EVP in Jacksonville? Like, it feels a little bit more like royalty than being in the broadcast booth. And that's where Peyton Manning is kind of on the pantheon of quarterbacks. He's, he's more royalty when it comes to the NFL. Well, if Peyton Manning is that, then certainly Tom Brady is that. And so I'll ask you the question in this way. Would Michael Jordan ever be in the broadcast booth? Absolutely not. Probably not. Yeah. Well, that's what this is. I mean, Tom Brady's going to the broadcast booth, and I'm not trying to diminish the booth, but it just feels like some guys are bigger than that. And I would think Brady would be bigger than that. And it's not even like, to be honest with you, he's teaming up with a new up-and-coming guy. And if you know Broadcast World well, Kevin Burkhart, I guess that's who he would be with, assuming Burkhart still has a job whenever Brady retires, and if it's next year or five years down the road. True. But I think that's the partnership. So it's not like it's Buck and Brady, you know? Right, like yeah, it, yeah. It feels a little different to me. Like, this is a relatively unknown guy for casual fans. Like, everybody knows Joe Buck. Like, everybody now knows Mike Tarico. Everybody knew Chris Berman. Everybody knows Jim Nance. Like, Burkhart, again, he's very good. Very good. And he's an up-and-coming guy, and, and he's going to – like, I like him. Same. And yeah, I, I think, and I think really a good. lot of people like him. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, people don't know him. Grocery store poll would go 0 for 10 on Kevin Burkhart. Probably. And, and so it's a little surprising to me that he's actually teaming up with Burkhart, and they're ready to go front, front and center with Burkhart. Uh, on this type of deal. I mean, what a wild story, man. I can't I can't get over like what else did you think Brady would do after that did not involve being in the broadcast booth? Yeah, I, I go towards the ownership part of it. I'm not sure what, again to your point, but you would think that's kind of the way he would go. That was my thought. I also thought after everything that happened in the off season, like he would retire and like, I don't know, be a dad for a bit. Not that he hasn't been the whole time, but 
you know, just be around because that's why we all thought he was retiring. So, I don't know. I thought when Tom Brady would retire, he'd just, you know, go be Tom Brady the person. But, nah, apparently he's not going to do that. And maybe he needs that extra $325 million to uh, <laughs> own a Premier League team. Like, maybe that's the goal. He just needed that extra $300 million to get it done. I, I, I am. All right, let's talk about the money. What's the what's the contract? Like I saw the numbers, but give me the contracts again. Like is it ten years, three seventy five or something? Did I see that right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, how? Why? Are you serious? Yeah, like, like, he's making as much to play in the league as he is to call a game. Yeah, ten three seventy five. Like, who are they bidding against? Well, prob. I mean, they probably made him an offer. Like, hey, we want you. We want to let you know we want you, and nobody's going to come get you. Don't go talk to anybody else. That's you know, true. and and I think if you want to go get somebody, go get somebody. Like I understand it would cost a lot of money, but that's like double what Romo's making. Right. It's dude, that's double what Romo's making, and he's never done it. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Believe me, I understand it. I think that's why. Like, there is some risk there if he's not good, in my opinion. Like, I think he will be good to your point, but. It, it's crazy. Like, I, I I don't know what else to say. It's crazy. I'll, I'll tell you, listen, I know our business pretty well. I don't know our business that well from the network standpoint, okay? And so, like, I'm not sure. But my first thing that comes to mind for me is already Fox is spending a boatload of money for just the NFL rights and college football rights and whatever else they have rights, okay? NASCAR. Like you're spending a ton of money before you even go make any. And so the thought that comes to my mind is like, like, do you get a return on your investment for Tom Brady at $37.5 million to call 20 games? Like, is there an actual, from a business standpoint, is there a return on your investment? Yeah, like, because more people aren't going to watch because Tom Brady's doing the game, I would think, right? Like, that's not how that I was. I think so initially, it, it will create some buzz. So, yeah, initially there But it's football. Like, who's going to watch? Like, it's already saturated. It's already know. football, though. Like, you're bringing in a football guy to do football. So people are watching if you like, like, you know what I mean? You're not getting any audience that you didn't have. It's the same thing with Tony Romo. Like, you're not gaining audience that you didn't know existed because everybody knows Tom Brady, I guess, is the point there. But, like, is it an advertising thing? Well, yeah. For, like, I, the people advertising for the game that he's on. Do those spots just become extremely more valuable or more expensive? Maybe not valuable, but at least expensive? Yeah, I think, again, they project that they can make this back. I, I mean, here's the deal. Look this up for me, all right, because mm -hmm. I have no idea about this industry. But if – who's, like, a hot actor right now? Like, uh, I don't know. Give, you know this better than me. Like, who's, who's in a lot of movies? Uh, uh, just one of the Marvel people. I don't know, Chris Evans. Or, or give me like, is if Matthew McConaughey did a movie, is he still like big? Sure. Okay. So find out how much Matthew McConaughey made for his last movie. Okay. Because this is what I think of. I'm like, they are treating these guys like movie stars, and maybe they are. Like, maybe like should The Rock go to the booth? Yeah, I see if what you're saying. If he's going to make this kind of money, should The Rock go to the booth? Like, these guys, in my opinion, I have no idea how much actors make, but I'm, I always use the analogy of, like, Tom Hanks back in the day. It was probably, like, that's why I don't think athletes getting paid a lot of money should, like, raise red flags. Movie stars and music people have always made a lot of money. But now, like, broadcasters, color analysts, 
Like, it used to be freaking Dan Deardolph. <laughs> right. And, who you didn't even remember about his career, but you remembered he had a cool mustache at the time. And now Tom Brady's going to make $37 million to call games. That is movie star kind of money in my estimation. I might be way off. Yeah, Maybe a guy like McConaughey is making $100 million to do a movie. Nah, 15 to 20 it says. Million. I mean, who's a bigger star? Yeah, and so here's another one that I just looked up. Chris Evans was fifteen million to be Captain America. So, uh, so you're making about you're making fifty. That's actually less than I thought, by the way. But you're making like fifteen, twenty, twenty, depending who you are to be in a movie. Right. And now these now again, this is not a one off, but it's a season. It's kind. Of, I mean, it probably takes a little bit to make a movie, right? So yeah. probably similar. And and this is very way less stressful, <laughs> and and less everything, and and he's gonna make more. Think about that. Like that is amazing. I can't get over this today, and I'm sorry if we're belaboring it, but like I just think this is stunning. One that that Tom Brady is doing it, because I thought he'd do ten other things before I would have put him in the broadcast booth. Two. The amount of money that it is. I mean, that is sick money. It's a like lot. crazy money. We've already seen the stats out there. Like, he's going to make $333 million or something so far in his 22-year career. And in 10 years in broadcasting, he has the ability to make $375 million, it looks like. I mean, that's nuts. That, that doesn't even feel like real-life stuff. That's why I didn't believe it at first. And then the other thing is, is this now – like, if I'm Matthew McConaughey, I'm calling Fox – or the Texas Longhorn Network, and I'm like, hey, I'll come do your games this year for 15 mil. Like, wouldn't that be a draw? Yeah, that. see, now that goes back to the point I was trying to make. Like, that's a draw to people you don't already have. True. So, yeah, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying to that point. Because then you're bringing in an audience that you probably didn't have. It's different. Like, will it be any good? Who knows? But it's entertaining at a minimum. But you're getting people in that you didn't already have, unlike with football, like, you're not getting any Tom Brady fans that don't come from football because Tom Brady is football. Yeah, I, that's a good call. And, uh, I mean, he's bigger than football, too, because he's so big. But now will this – does this change the game? Like, I don't know what the numbers are in, let's just say, the NBA. There's a lot of games in the NBA. Right. But LeBron James, who's looking into doing Hollywood, is what LeBron James has done. Shouldn't he strike a deal to do something like this? Yeah, that's true. Do, like, a you national know, the, game, yeah. I don't know how much the Mannings are getting paid, and they've kind of changed the game again. This is ESPN on the forefront. ESPN does a good job of this. They get they get hammered a lot for some of the stuff they do, but they change the game a lot, right? And they're on the forefront of the Manning cast, and now they're actually still using it in their own umbrella, like with baseball with A-Rod and golf now with Joe Buck, I guess, is going to spearhead that. Um, 12 to $18 million for the Mannings. Is that what they're making for both uh, each? Each, yes. My gosh. They make that much. Yeah, I'm guessing. And they weren't even on every week. Yeah, I know. That's the crazy part, too, if you think about it. But, yeah, it just says 12 to 18, so I'm guessing Peyton's more towards 18, Eli's more towards 12. No offense, Eli, but that's just kind of how it probably goes. I, well, yeah, I mean, but now does he, does Peyton say, hey, hey Tom, it's hell of a deal, man. I'm coming to join you in the booth somewhere. Hey, ABC. Hey, CBS. Hey, ESPN. Yeah. Put me in the booth if I get 20 more mil a year. <laughs> right. I'm already doing the damn game. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Peyton, they have kind of like a cool gig because they can say whatever they want for lack of a better – like they can't say everything they want. Yeah, but yeah. 
for they can say more than Tom Brady's going to be able to say. That's for sure. And that's kind of a cool because you got to think like Peyton's chilling in his house, right? And Eli's chilling in his house. Like Tom's going to have to travel. Not that that's a problem. Again, he'll he'll have a jet to travel on, but still, like I think Peyton's still got a better job, even for less money, in my opinion. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Listen, I would. I mean, when does money not matter anymore? Too. We're there. Like, how much money do these guys need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I get again. If you're gonna do it, I good for Fox. They wanted them. I would love to see the one sheet of how they're making this work. And and again, the NFL, it just it does show you this. And I hope my TV bosses and radio bosses are listening. Okay. Sports in the media world is king. Yeah. It is king. Like, it's amazing to say that. But I grew up in a world where every consultant would tell you, and they would do this from a local sports standpoint, blah, 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 trip your time, move them out of the show, don't do sports, all this stuff. Like, people have tried to diminish sports in consulting, in TV especially, for decades. And I always say I would love to see those consultants because they all were dead wrong. Now, what they would say is people don't watch local TV as much for sports. Like, it's understandable, but then I would bring you to CBS 47 and Fox 30, and we do just fine with a lot of local sports. So there's a way to do it because why? Well, CBS 47 and Fox 30 make a good amount of money on sports. The NFL, NASCAR, other things. It's not just local, right? Even, even the local TV places make money off the national stuff. And so if you put that on a, like, that's my local guy, uh, what I would like to argue with him. But if you, if you add to it just how much sports is king in our society and world today that they didn't anticipate the NFL being as big as it is. And it's the biggest thing every week, all fall, bigger than any show there is. The other thing people didn't anticipate is it's the only reason or one of the few reasons network TV might be surviving. Is otherwise, Netflix and everything else might take it over, and they're trying, by the way. Amazon's going to do that Thursday night game. And then on top of that, what you, they even missed the whole DVR thing. Like, sports stayed relevant because everybody started DVRing every show or watching it on demand. And now you can watch it in a million places. Well, there's two things, well, really three, but two things especially from an advertising standpoint that people don't want to DVR. You want to see it in action live so you can communicate it, discuss it. You don't want to go back and watch it, and that is sports. And the other one is the million award shows they do, which don't get nearly the audience. And so, and then the other one on top of that is, like, local news and news in general because you don't want to, like, go tape the newscast and then go back. You feel like you already missed something. Yeah. So those are, like, three things in the TV world that don't get DVR'd. Now, some people do it, but by the masses. They don't get DVR, which means all the advertising dollars on those networks go to those buckets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, that's your little lesson in TV. But who would have thought this, that someday, I mean, John Madden, the late John Madden, how good he was, he changed the game. If you had asked him, even before he passed away, or if you had asked him when he was doing it with Jacksonville's Pat Summerall on the broadcast years ago, that someday... Somebody's going to be making $37 million to do your job. I don't think you would have believed it. I don't think anybody would have believed it. I That's mean, fair. it is fascinating, man. Fascinating. 
Uh, all right. Thanks for uh, listening on the broadcast. I mean, I just think it's a massive story. And now, like, it's kind of the one thing that Fox has done here. Well, they've done two things. I think they've actually put themselves in prime position that the NFL wants to be a part of Fox for the future because they want Tom Brady being a part of it. Right. Right? So when the new deal comes up, I don't even know where the negotiations are or when the new team. I mean, I think they're locked in for a while right now. But NFL's going to be like, yeah, I think we want Tom Brady doing our games. So that will help Fox out in any kind of negotiations. And I think the other thing they've done is they've built a little bit of a buzz for the anticipation. When he does retire, this will be a very anticipated way more than Tony Romo way more than Aikman and Buck going on Monday Night Football when he does make his debut in that first season and how it's going. It'll be criticized at all. I mean, you might want to bring back the old TV radio critics, folks, because <laughs> Tom Brady's going to the booth. What a wild thing uh, on, uh, on a Tuesday. We are live at the baseball grounds. Jumbo Shrimp back home. Iceman across the street in action for game three. We'll talk some sports. We'll get out of the broadcast booth right after this. But that is the big story here on a Tuesday. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Kenny was that pit. The one thing about him is like he kept improving like every single year. And he, he almost improved all the way to win the Osmond Trophy if he didn't go against, you know, uh, Bryce Young. But the thing is, uh, I think it's going to be good competition, good healthy competition because Mr. Trubisky, I feel like he's a really solid quarterback. I feel like when he was in, in Chicago, they just didn't use him the right way. I feel like they can use him well here. So it's going to really make them compete against each other. And I think we're going to get the best out of whoever starts. So I, I think the Steelers had something cooking right there. And um, I I think it's going to be a lot better season than people think it's going to be. Oh, man, you're throwing a lot of people at me lately. Yeah, you're probably in trouble with this one. Um, I'm going to say it's a former Steeler. Yes. Um, Does not technically work for any of the networks, just kind of. Yeah, it seemed like kind of just jumping in as a guest, huh? Yeah. Um, recently, uh, Steeler. Uh, there is a hint I can about, give you, but it would give it away. How about uh, Le'Veon Bell? No. Okay. No. Um, uh, let me give one more. Uh, Think about what I just said. How about Pouncey? Ryan Shazier. It would, it would give it away. That was Shazier. Yeah. Well, fine. Uh, what's, he, what's he talking about? So he's talking about uh, Trubisky? And Kenny Pickett. And Pickett. Like, I don't – you feel like Pickett has a chance to start in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, they stink at the quarterback spot. No, that, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, if you're a Steelers fan, like, Trubisky and Pickett, <laughs> it might be great, right? Like, I'm just saying, the feel of that as they unveil training camps, like, you better be good in a lot of other places. And they might be. They've got did some exciting things at wide receiver, and Steelers are always pretty good. But that does nothing for me. I like it. Really? I don't love it. I like it. I think I agree with what he said. I think Trubisky got, I, don't, I won't say an unfair shake, but, like, Trubisky is better than what the perception of him is, I think, and everything that happened in Chicago. So you got that in an organization that actually is functional, unlike the Bears, and you're in the Steelers now. And then I think Kenny Pickett's really good. So I think Kenny Pickett will be fine. I think they're, whoever wins that job will be okay. And I think going long term, I think Kenny Pickett will be good. I don't care how small his hands are. 
<laughs> the most snooze-fest QB room in the NFL, for my money, might be that one. No. Now, Carolina's pretty dang close. Seattle. Geno Smith and Drew Locke is way more snooze-fest than anybody else. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm as down. Like, I think I'd rather see more of Drew Locke than of Trubisky. No. Like, I, I, you know, it's your opinion, so that's fine. But, yeah, no, I don't – I can't I can't get on board with that at all. Uh, who else might exist there? In boring QB rooms? Yeah. Uh, I mean, depending on how you feel about Carson Wentz, Washington. Yeah, but, see, that's not boring. See, again, I'm not talking good. Like, Carson Wentz is a nice story. Houston. Houston's pretty boring, but uh, Davis Mills I'm kind of intrigued by. Like – is he any good? Could they have found something there? I hope not, but could they have? Uh, who else is in that LA. Carolina room? Darnold and who else? Uh, P.J. Walker still, I think, and then um, <laughs> who they, Matt Corral. Are they going to do anything? Um, yeah, oh, they, they picked Matt Corral up, yeah. And then you have Atlanta with Mariota and Desmond Ritter, depending on how you feel about that. Ugh, yeah, that's gross, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. That's gross, man. I yeah. mean, like. Those are bad rooms. Like that again, they might be okay. They might be good. I'm just telling you, like this part of the league is about anticipation. Part of the league is about hype. Part of the league is I can't wait to see this. If I'm in those places, I am not saying that. There's a lot about their football teams that I probably could say I can't wait to see. It sure as hell ain't their quarterback position. Yeah. And again, Houston more so than any like I'll take Houston over Atlanta. I'll take Houston over Carolina. I'll take Houston over Pittsburgh. I'll take Houston over Seattle. I mean, those rooms, those are gross, man. I mean, that just does nothing for me. I mean, they can't sell a ticket based on their QB rooms there. No. No, no, absolutely not. I think the Steelers won't have that problem. But, yeah, Seattle, Carolina, Atlanta, yeah, no, not really. If I was Seattle, by the way, not that Seattle really needs help selling tickets, but the closest you're getting to Oregon is Seattle in the NFL, so I would assign Mariota if I was them. Just try to get that bump. That would have been kind of cool. The glory days, yeah. That would have felt like a little Tebow argument, but I, I, I well, guess what you're saying. Yeah, he's better than uh, Drew Locke. Like, I'm <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I just can't believe those QB rooms that we mentioned aren't adding Baker Mayfield. Like, Baker Mayfield's oh, yeah. better than all of that. Mm, yeah, most of that. Like, you're really just a hater on Trubisky and Pickett, huh? Yeah, and, and it brings me to another question. Who, like, of the guys you just named, you said Corral, and I'll leave Malik Willis out of this because I don't think we're going to see him, but, like, Corral might have a chance if he impresses by, like, middle of the season to, to win that job. Yeah. Uh, Ritter, I mean, I guess he could. I mean, Mariota, who knows, and plus he does stay healthy. And uh, and same goes for Pittsburgh with Pickett. Mm-hmm. Like, you like Pickett, so maybe I know where you're going with this, but I I, I think Pickett's the third guy I'm maybe interested in watching play there. That's like, just disrespectful. And I'm not saying he's going to be a third best. I'm just saying third that I'm interested. Like, I am intrigued by Matt Corral because they're, they have such garbage right now at the Carolina quarterback position, and it's a big year. Is he going to be willing to go with a guy like Corral and groom him? Does that help rule? Does it hurt rule? I don't know. Uh I would say Mariota's experience will win the day in Atlanta, and Ritter probably isn't ready given where he was drafted. But Mariota does nothing for me. I know who he is. 
And Ritter is kind of an interesting cat, I think. Uh, and him and Corral are, they kind of, they seem a lot alike to me. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's more than the tattoos. Um, and then Kenny Pickett, yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett might be good. He's probably in, what, the best situation. I mean, he could no very doubt. much be Mac Jones in New England, where Mac had a nice year. He's put in good spots. And you could maybe bring a long guy like Pickett, who they think is the best in terms of NFL ready and can jump right in there and be a part of it. Uh, but, you know, I mean, these are tough spots for guys like Mariota, guys like Darnold, and guys like Trubisky because you know the cat calls are coming early. Right. Right? I mean, the fans, by four weeks in, if they're not producing, if they're not performing, might not even take four weeks. They're calling for that other guy because they want to see the unknown. Yeah, not, I, I don't think it'll take four weeks in a spot like Atlanta maybe, you know, Mariota's new, whatever. I don't think it'll take four weeks in Carolina. And I think Matt Corral will play earlier than expected. I think he'll probably be pretty good. He has Matt, a fantastic arm. I think he can make all the throws, and he's mobile enough so he can kind of move around in the pocket and do something. Sam Darnold can move. Corral can move better, in my opinion. But I think Matt Corral's going to be decent. I'm not going to say he's going to be good. I think he's going to be decent, and I think he plays this year. I think Mariota will play for the most part of the season, obviously, unless he gets hurt, and then Kenny Pickett will have to see, and like you said, Malik Willis. But the interesting one for me out of that group, besides the fact that I think Kenny Pickett's going to be good, is how early does Matt Corral play? Because I think he has potential, and some of that undervalued, kind of like Dak Prescott was coming out of SEC West, not a power school, but has good traits and has the big arm and can do a lot of good things for you. So I think Corral will play earlier than expected. I saw this uh, article the other day, and it, something jumped out at me, so I'm going to bring it up since we're on this uh, topic. It, the, it was, I don't know if you saw this, so stop me if you did, but the five worst rookie seasons for NFL QBs. I didn't see it. And throw some out. Get, guess. Give me a couple. You're not going to guess all five. Trevor? No, Trevor wasn't on there. I, I actually thought, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're doing something. I mean, could Trevor have been the worst? And it wasn't. Um, uh, Josh Rosen. <laughs> You'd think that'd be a good guess. He wasn't on the list, at least this list. Uh, Peyton. Peyton threw a lot of interceptions. He did, and he wasn't on the list, surprisingly, but that comes to mind, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, this is not going well, Brent. You're going to have to give them to me. Okay. So one that, that will be a no-brainer on this list is uh, Ryan Leaf. Oh, yeah. All right, so he's, like, number one on the list, and that makes sense. And that also fits, like, okay, everything went bad, and he wasn't very good. Crazy enough, this list has John Elway at number two. Oh, that's right. He, I remember that. Seven touchdowns, 14 picks, four yeah. of the ten games that he won, right? Yeah. And, and John Elway is one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Also on this list is Eli Manning. Mm. Threw 1,000 yards, tossed six touchdowns, nine picks, he amassed a passer rating of 55, easily the lowest total of his career. How many games? Yeah, this, uh, he, he didn't start a lot of games. So, obviously, they didn't, they didn't couch this with you have to play, like, 15 games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I do think it's hard to measure. Like, I did that a lot. Like, since we were talking about John Elway and Peyton when Trevor came out, I was going back and looking at those rookie seasons. And John Elway's pretty tough because he only played 10 games. I mean, it's, like, almost half the amount of games uh, Trevor played. But he still threw 14 picks. <laughs> yeah. And Trevor in 17 games threw 17 picks. So shows you that it was pretty bad. By the Alex way, e- Smith. Eli was nine games. Oh, is that how many he played? I looked at uh, it, yeah. Alex Smith 
Uh, passer rating of 40.8. Man, that's not good. And he passed for fewer than 100 yards a game. Yikes. He also and played he came, nine games, by the way. He's also like a great comeback story in his career because he really was like he was pushed one aside for as 11? a bust. He was one touchdown, 11 interceptions? How about that? In nine games. Holy cow. Why'd they run him back out there? I uh, Nuts. Uh, and then... And then the last guy, like the fifth guy on this list, again, I think this is all subjective, but it was just an interesting, Terry Bradshaw. Six touchdowns, 24 interceptions, and went three and five as the starter. So think about that. Like a bad rookie year, and you throw in the other names like we've mentioned, right? Like Peyton. Right. And, and the first one you think of is Peyton because of all the picks. A guy like Ryan Leaf, I think, is a pretty obvious one, and that fizzled. The rest of these guys where it says we got off to a slow, slow start and then things happened and, and, and took off from there and it ended well. Alex Smith, Eli Manning, Terry Bradshaw, and what was the other guy I had on there? Um, Terry Bradshaw, Alex Smith, Eli Manning, and, oh, John Elwin. Yes. Pretty wild, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. That those guys started that bad and were still able to rescue it. It really does show you that there is enough evidence out there. And, hey, don't lose hope after year one. That's a good and, and, by the way, like, I don't even think Trevor was, like, abysmally bad either. No, but like, the numbers were bad. The numbers aren't good, and the situation around him was abysmally bad. Yes. But he also had some moments that showcased, okay, I can see it, right? I mean, and all of the guys did. I think Zach Wilson did. Obviously, Mac Jones had more of them. I think a guy like Davis Mills surprised everybody. Justin Fields had some moments. Like, these guys all had moments. Uh, Trey Lance, we didn't see enough of. So, that showcase, hey, they also had bad moments, but I don't think anybody believes. Do you think anybody's given up on that class at all? Like, no. I mean, Zach Wilson, with what they've put him around him now, you have some confidence he might take a step, don't you? Well, I've given up on Zach Wilson 15 or 16 times already, but I'm the only one. And it seems like everybody else still believes in him. So, yeah, I would say everybody's still pretty high on the class, even though collectively the numbers were bad. Like, I look, I was deep diving into it the other day because I was making bets, but, like, they were all bad according to the numbers except Mac. Like, it's kind of crazy. If you really look into it, like, holy cow, that was not good. Yeah, numbers aren't good. And by the way, our numbers are just crazy these days, so we don't allow for bad. You That's know? right, exactly. I mean, it, like, Mitchell Trubisky's numbers are actually pretty good. So I'm saying, bro. And everybody says he stinks. I'm saying. it's it was an, I can't say it's an unfair shake, but, like, it was just, I don't know, underappreciated, I guess. Like, I'm telling you, this guy has a chance. Listen, I'm cool with Trubisky playing well. I'm just saying I don't have confidence in it. And, and the moral of that story was it's a very unsexy QB room. You won't sell one ticket because of your QB room. Uh, maybe Carson. Maybe uh, Pickett. Yeah, him and his maybe. small hands. The people Pickett. are coming to see it. Pickett. Uh, Carson Pickett. It's a success story. They can look at their hands and be like, I have small hands, but so does Kenny, and he can throw the football. I can do anything with my small hands. <laughs> I guess small hands day at Pittsburgh Steelers game. Exactly. On November 14th. They're going to give away small, like, giveaway footballs that are, like, half size, and they'll be like, Kenny Pickett, full-size footballs. That's, like, that's what they're going to call it. It actually is, like, Kenny Pickett mini football day. There you like, go. That's perfect. I'm just saying. It's a great idea. Like, they should do it. He should endorse it. That would be awesome. It'd be great. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. 
Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau live. one one Financial Ballpark. Shrimp and Sounds, I do believe. Casey Kurtz also back in the studio. Uh, Brent, you know I got to log in for that ESPN 690 Jacks Twitter. And, you know, I get some notifications from it every now and again. And then this morning I wake up with 30-plus notifications, and I'm like, oh, something happened. Something big happened to the brand that nobody told me. And I click on it, and Blake Bortles bought land. <laughs> well, you, saw so my, on, you saw my tweet. Like, we had this thing go through the newsroom. The newsroom loves this, like for TV and, and probably radio too. And they're like, Bortles is back. I'm like, he never left. Like, I've seen him at, like, golf courses for the last two years in town. Like, I don't think he ever left, and he didn't. Like, he's got another piece of property in town, I think, out by the beach. Or maybe it's Marsh Landing or something. I don't know where it is. But he's obviously buying this piece of land. So, like, Jacksonville's going to be his home. He's, it sounds like he's going to build something someday or soon uh, out there on this new piece of land. But, like, my curiosity is, like, we do this all the time. Like, if, if an athlete sells their house, like Urban Meyer, when he bought a house, when he sold a house, right. why do we care? Yeah, I don't like, know. Why do we care when they sell their house? Like, I kind of get the, um, uh, who was the receiver coach, Sanjay Law? Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a $9 million house. It was like, holy cow, what's receiver money like? You know, yeah. coaching receivers. Uh, and his wife is a doctor, I think, uh, at Mayo Clinic or something. Uh, uh, maybe it's not at Mayo Clinic, but pretty high-profile doctor. So it's like your receivers coach living in a $9 million house. I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but why are we fascinated with that? Is that just like the whole TMZ page six kind of stuff that everybody loves to know the rich and famous yeah that would be my guess either that or just like you know Blake Bortles one of us so like I think it helps that it's Blake and not like you know somebody else but people are obsessed with that stuff but literally we gained like 40 followers on Twitter today because (laughs) of the article like so I appreciate it you know love Blake good guy got a jersey at the house but it, I, I'm telling you, I've never been so thrown off when I'm trying to figure out what the breaking news was, and it's Blake Bortles buying land. Like, yeah. it, what an incredible moment. It was that. I mean, and again, like, I'm cool with Blake. Like, I love Blake Bortles. Yeah. But I don't care that he bought a piece of land, you know? I guess I just kind of thought, too, in my world, like, I assumed that he was going to be here anyway, and because he has been. Like, this has been his home base. He hasn't gone back to Oviedo. I mean, he's probably visited back in Oviedo, but he's right. not. He didn't. So he's got a five million dollar house in Oviedo. Like he likes it here. He's, he probably fishes with his buddy Brandon Linder. Like I'm assuming Brandon Linder's still staying here because he likes it here. Well, we'll find out if he buys more property. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we'll know. And you know what's funny is like when I saw the first thing I saw was your like quote retweet. So I just kind of assumed all the notifications were like people mad. Like why are we covering this? They yeah, were. Yeah. They were just people showing their respect to Blake Bortles about being the boat. I appreciate that. Him, I, I will say this forever, I, and I, I'll say it anytime I can. Bortles has, like, this – it's just, like, this special place in people's heart around here. And they ripped him by the end of it because it was like he wasn't good enough, right? But they also defended him so much because he was a punching bag across the league and to other teams. And Jacksonville kind of will have your back. And they did. They had Bortles back. And Bortles, nobody will deny he's just a cool, everyday guy. 
Uh, and in many respects, I think that everyday nature of Bortles might have hurt him being a quarterback in the NFL to the gr- degree he needed to be. Uh, it's just not that kind of position anymore. I mean, look, Brady, Manning, I think Trevor has that feel like, hey, I, I got to kind of shut – I mean, not shut everyone off. You can still be personable, but I'm not sure I can be everyday guy – yeah. You know, popping up at a, at a bar on a Saturday night. Like, Blake was that guy. And um, I think he got unfairly labeled in a lot of ways, including the beach bar stuff. Uh, but he also wasn't afraid to go pour one back from time to time. Like, Gotta respect that's kind of cool, right? And people do respect that. But then they just didn't like Sunday sometimes. Uh, but I think Bortles is one of the most fascinating players in Jaguars history, as it turns out, his relationship with the fan base. Uh, and he's really, really is a good dude, and he endured a lot. And uh, I've, I always felt for him in that respect. And I say it to this degree, and I've said this before: 2017 team, and uh, what, what do we have? 22. So another five years. Let's just say you come back and you bring him back. Maybe it's 20 years down the road that you bring him back for a reunion, and you say, "Hey, you know, one of our AFC Championship teams." And Jalen Ramsey never comes back, but Calais, huge ovation, and. You name it. Huge ovation. I think the biggest ovation is going to be for Bortles. Like, I think this town loves Bortles. Yeah. In a in a weird way, given the success he had on the field or lack thereof it at times. I'll clap for him. I would, too. Like, and I, and I like it. Like, I like that. I think that's kind of a neat thing. Um, and I think that's why you got the response you got on social media when we put that out there today. Uh, but I'll never get over why we care that he bought land for $2 million. Like, Yeah, I know. I I'm mean, with who you cares? There. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Couldn't care at all. And they, the best part was a picture where they had, like, the little land survey. Yeah, so know. we know exactly which one it is if we want to go hang out in those trees until they actually build something. I know. We've had people actually reach out to the station, like agents and stuff. Like, can you not put the address down? I don't blame they're them. they're uncomfortable. I am, too. But the bottom line is it's, like, public prop, you know? Yeah. You can find out where anybody lives. So That's true. Um, but, like, it feels like, hey, do the like do the work. You know, yeah, man? at least go do the work. Like, I don't know, need I to see it on the news. Go go look it up yourself. And then if yeah. you want to come knock on the door, then, you know, that's why we yeah. got the gate. Just make sure you're selling me Girl Scout cookies. There you go. Um, all right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. On the road again, beautiful day at the baseball grounds. Strip back home. The Iceman game three against the Everblades. And high school baseball playoffs start tonight as well. we got a lot going on. Four o'clock hour coming up next. <laughs>